for example, right now, current market, people are actively typing in, how will a recession affect real estate? What does the recession mean for me? So sometimes like you get your idea for the hook right from that, like、mm. that could be the hook. Here's how a recession affects real estate. And would you find that even in like a Google search? Correct. Google bit, Trends for you free. You see Google Trends or you see the prediction. How will re- recession, you start saying, oh, the recession related to home buying is on people's minds. Yeah, like type in recession, you're right. The prediction tells you recession real estate. Yeah. So then you know to make a video about that. Well, I'm fired up for this Think Media podcast episode with Neil. Dingra, and we're going to be talking about how to make videos go viral, the magic formula. And you've gotten millions of views, and you've really developed it into a three part viral video framework. And the first part is the hook. So、uh, tell us the framework, and then we'll break down each piece in this episode. Yeah. So the framework is you got to start hot. We got to come out with the most value possible to stop the scroll. So you imagine people are just scrolling up and down. We got to stop the thumb. So, the way to do that with information is to just give the best hook and make it appeal to the most amount of people. So, you could have a very narrow topic, like a niche topic based on your industry or whatever you're talking about, but we need to make that niche topic have broad appeal. So, that's the best type of hook, and that's kind of the first place to start. And when people say, like, what's the most important thing? That is the most important thing because without that, you can't even get into the topic.、Mm. So it goes hook, problem, solution. We'll get to the other ones in a second. So let's break down the hook. You said niche topic, broad appeal. Tell people a little bit about what you do and how your content could be almost too niche,、yes. but then how you broaden it. Correct. So I'm in the mortgage real estate space and probably some of the most boring subjects, you know, like nobody wants to learn about. Home loans and finance,、uh, but they do want to learn about financial freedom. They do want to learn about the solutions that your product provides. So I think a lot of people talk about the process, and that's great on YouTube, but it's almost DOA on social because nobody cares about it unless they're in that niche. They're not actively searching for that content. So this is discovery content, meaning like people are just, you're just coming up in the feed. You're coming up in the feed. So it's got to be the most valuable content possible. So, for me, I took these topics of mortgage, real estate, and said, hey, what is the thing the customer really wants? They want they want to own a home. They want to build wealth. They want to get rich. you know, They want to avoid mistakes. So, I started to take those topics and make it with a hook that would cause someone to、uh, edu- learn about how they could make money, save money, or avoid a mistake. And those three rules, like for my hooks, ended up creating hundreds of hooks. And that's how you get more views. That's amazing. So, the question for the viewer is what would have the most broad appeal?、Correct. What would go maybe a little bit wider so that they could reach new people?、Um, and then ultimately, how do you create a poignant hook that will grab attention? And then there's some tactics that I notice you do in your vertical videos. Like the first frame is kind of the thumbnail. Yeah. And you also have. Kind of a text hook. What is that best practice, especially for Instagram where you post a yeah, lot of content? Yeah, so that's a really good point. So, obviously, we're talking about the, the verbal hook, what you say. It's the first line out of your mouth in the beginning of the video. There's also an opportunity for a written hook that appears in the middle of the screen. Your eyes are kind of drawn to it. The video pops up vertically right in the center of the screen、uh, for two to three seconds. You've got a written hook. And so, that's kind of like it could be exactly what you said. Sometimes that's too many words. So, you make an you know, abbreviated version of what you said. Or, like if it's chopped from this podcast, we would make the hook, the written hook, what the hook's gonna be, but obviously we didn't say those words. So it could be what you said, or it could be just what you wanted to convey to the viewer. Now, I've seen this style recently where people are leaving the hook up for the entire video and they're just putting it at the top. So that's a trend that we're starting to see work for some creators. But for the most part, you wanna have that written hook up 
three seconds so people can visually see it, they can hear what you're talking about, and then they decide to stop scrolling, maybe give you their attention for a few seconds. If you got them, hopefully you can keep their attention. So you've got the written hook on screen. Therefore, one of the skills to develop is how to concisely communicate powerful ideas that get attention. You could actually, one of my favorite things to do is Google headlines, like best headline formulas, um, digital marketer. I'm speaking at an event called TNC. They're, they're, they have great articles on like top 50 headlines and you can kind of copy and paste. It's kind of a way of thinking. Yeah. In marketing, it's called copywriting, right? And Correct. so having those powerful um, headlines may or may not be the literal thing you're saying, but on screen, you want it to be simple and easy to understand. And I've heard too, you also want to kind of avoid um, complexity and best practice is like a fifth grade or less reading level. Yeah, even so how I to, saw one that was fourth grade, right? So fourth yeah. grade. So how to get rich or three tips for getting rich. Well, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But if it was like, you know, three tips on how to bonus depreciate real estate, yeah. it's a good niche thing for people who understand, but you might miss them or if you're using terminology. So you want as broad of, uh, of appeal as possible. Tell me your process before we get to the rest of the formula. If you're sitting down and planning for a shoot day where you're going to be creating these videos, are you scripting your videos word for word? Are you just outlining them? And are you writing those hooks yourself? Or do you have someone helping you now that's able to use those good headlines, come up with those good headlines? What's like a workflow of how many videos you do at once and how you create them? Yeah, so I would separate the writing from the shooting. So a lot of times people sit down to shoot videos, but you don't know what you're gonna say, you don't know what you're gonna do, you waste your time, right? So I wanna be intentional about what I'm doing. So for the writing part, I will sit down, research topics that are trending, what are consumers searching for, like Google Trends, Answer the Public, you know, finding those things. And then of those ideas, then starting to think of like, just working on the hook. So I write them myself. And then as for the rest of the video, um, you know, we'll collaborate, the team and I sometimes will just throw ideas around, like how, maybe, how does this sound guys? Or we'll just start writing together. And for the most part, we'll write out what we wanna say, but we may deviate from that in the video because we want it to not sound like super scripted, super robot. So uh, the hook is definitely scripted. Like that line is set in stone, but the next lines you could just speak freely if, you're, if you feel comfortable with it. Some people like knowing exactly what they're gonna say so they could put on a teleprompter. Um, but for the most part, what I do is I make sure I know the hooks and then I have bullet points on what I'm gonna say. And I try and just keep it concise. I think like the best performing reels for me are, you know, under definitely under a minute, sometimes uh, 35 seconds or less have been the ones that did the best for me. Amazing. And so the next part of the formula is the problem. What is that? So it's like, you know, it's it could be in your hook or it could be something separate. So I'll give you an example for real estate, for example. Like, you know, the 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 hook is, you know, here's a big mistake I see young home buyers making. The problem is they're waiting till they have 20% down to buy their first home. Solution, do this instead. And then I talk about, hey, paying PMI is not that big of a deal, super cheap if you have good credit, and it's actually gonna make you money rather than waiting. And during that time, prices go up, you know? So I put in the hook is basically to get them into the video, and then I tell them the problem they're facing and then give my solution. Now, sometimes the hook could actually have the problem built into it. Like, you know, this is a, um, you know, this is a huge mistake to avoid, or here's the top three things you need to do, and then you just go directly into your solution. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a separate step, but sometimes it can be. Gotcha. So the problem, help the listener understand, um, 
are you trying to agitate a problem? Is the whole video kind of based around solving a problem, especially Correct. in the education niche, if you're teaching something um, and any other lessons you've learned about problem? Yeah. So you think about um, if you made a T-chart, you know, problems and solutions. So if you're in any business, what are the problems your clients face? How do you solve those problems? So those problems that your clients face are things that they're actively searching for solutions for online. They're literally typing it into Google. Like, for example, right now, current market, people are act actively typing in, how will a recession affect real estate? What does the recession mean for me? So sometimes, like, you get your idea for the hook right from that. Like, mm. that could be the hook. Here's how a recession affects real estate. And would you find that even in like a Google search? Correct. A Google little Trends bit, for you free. You see Google Trends or you see the prediction. How will re recession, you start saying, oh, the recession related to home buying is on people's minds. Yeah. Like type in recession. You're right. The prediction tells you recession, real estate. Yeah. So then you know to make a video about that. And then, you know, magically that video gets way more views than the one that, you know, you didn't use that headline. Okay. So help me make a viral reel. So I help people with YouTube. And so problems... Um, I don't know how to start. It's a little broad. I don't know how to make a video. I don't know how to make a thumbnail. Um, I don't know uh, what camera to buy. So those are some problems. Yep. And then the solution I could give it, how could I sauce up those hooks? Yeah, so on YouTube, um, you know, you're talking about general questions that clients have or people or viewers have. Now, if you're in a position where you have specific knowledge on how you did this or your clients did this, mm -hmm. then make the hook even more powerful, you can say, here's how I did this, mm -hmm. or here's how I here's how I made $1.7 million with my YouTube channel last year. Yes. That's a great hook, right? Here's how my client got here's how my client got two million views on their third month or what you know, whatever. Like if I were to do it for reels, I would say, you know, here's how I grew an audience to a hundred thousand in six months or in nine months or whatever your whatever your achievement was, you could throw it in there. Powerful. And it's super powerful because it's real. Yep. Now, if you don't quite have those results yet, that's okay. You can just be an enthusiast. You don't have to flex. But so then you could say, here's how you can. So here's how you can blow up your YouTube channel in 12 months or less, and then you get into it. You know. So yep. I, think, I think you wanna put what they really want yes. in that hook first. That makes total sense. So if, if the problem is I wanna make money with a small audience, Rather than being so on the nose, I could say, here's how I made $22,000 last month in affiliate Yeah, marketing. because you have to think like, why do they want a YouTube channel? They want to be YouTube famous. They want to make money. They want a better lifestyle. Here's how to improve the quality of your life. Yes. Here's how you can quit your job with YouTube. So quit your job is the hook. Yes. Then if the problem is make money on YouTube, but you can hook it so many different ways. And right. you said that earlier. You said you kind of could have sometimes come up with 100 hooks. Yeah. So one, and the thing that's funny is like as we're talking right now, we get into a mode where we could just write a hundred hooks yeah. right now because it just clicks and then you start to roll. So yep. that's what happens to me, anyways. I don't know if I'm unique, but that's the way I start writing them, and then I come up with a bunch, and it's actually fun because you're hacking attention. To yes. me, it's like a video game, Instagram. Yeah. Like, how do we stop the thumb? Well, let's try it this way. No, let's try it this way. Let's put the hook here, you know, and then you start to see what works, and you replicate. Are you ready to start or grow your YouTube channel? Do you feel stuck and need help connecting the dots? Join this free web class where you'll learn the step-by-step -step playbook for YouTube success. We've helped thousands of purpose-driven entrepreneurs just like you grow their influence with video. Register today for this exclusive training at thinkmasterclass.com. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, where are we going to go next and what's this all lead to? But the first part of your three-part viral video formula is the hook. The second part is the problem. And then the solution 
is something that you're teaching? What other tips do you have on solution or just let's make that concrete for the listener? Yeah, I think you need to give real solutions but not make it so complex. So a lot of times the mistake creators make is you got a 30 to 60 second video, you're trying to pack a lot of information in there. It's hard to do that on a reel. Now, you could direct them to the YouTube video where you give the full strategy and you could put that in your caption. So I think for most creators, the solution is gonna be Give them some tangible advice that mm-hmm. would really help them, but don't overdo it. And then when in doubt, just expand in the caption. So the caption could say, expand on it, and then direct them to a longer form video on YouTube if you have it. And that's the best way to do that. So you know, for me, I try and just educate them on one thing because it's gonna be difficult to add a bunch of topics in 30, 40 seconds. And also one of the things I noticed that gets you a lot of views is getting the people to complete the video. So better way to, I mean, just to increase your odds of completing the video, you make a shorter make video. Make the video shorter. That's easy. So for you, where are you uploading? Is Instagram your main place? Yeah, so I'm doing Instagram, and then I'm repurposing the content on TikTok, YouTube Shorts, LinkedIn, and then now Facebook Reels as well. And so which one is the best, or rank them in order for getting results for you? You're doing real estate, mortgage, uh, money, advice, investing. What are best performing for you in order? It just depends on your goals. So I know a lot of people love TikTok right now because they're blowing up on TikTok. I haven't gotten much business opportunity from TikTok, so it hasn't been a focus of mine. I really love Instagram because it leads to uh, this community that you can build on direct messages. So for me, the cool thing about Instagram is Instagram's trying to catch up with TikTok. So they're actively telling creators, hey, produce more reels, we're gonna give you free reach. So they're pushing your content for free. And I don't know how long that lasts. But the cool thing about Instagram is now that you build this community, if you engage with people, now they'll do business with you. So I'm just trying to have more conversations. The best way, best platform for me to have more conversations is on Instagram because they see the stories, they see the feed content, that leads to conversations in the DMs, that leads to deals flow. You can't do that on YouTube right now. Uh, I don't know, the in- they have direct messages on, on uh, TikTok, but it's not very, it's just not user friendly, it's not really working, it's a lot of spam. So the best place for me to start would be there. And uh, you know you might get more traction on one of the other platforms. So that's why I say to start creating there and then repurpose it elsewhere. I think a lot of creators start on TikTok, but then their branded videos are TikTok. And I think the other platforms don't like that with that logo on it, so you have to like remove it first. What are you seeing happen on Facebook and LinkedIn for you? So I, I figured, hey, I've already got the video. I've gone through the trouble of writing the hook, coming up the script, shooting it, producing it, posting it. Now I'm having, in the beginning it was me, but now I'm having my assistant just take that same video, put it on Facebook Reels. Facebook Reels are blowing up now all of a sudden because Facebook is promoting the same thing. LinkedIn, I don't get as much traction, but I still reach people that I would not reach elsewhere. So I've noticed on LinkedIn, people on that platform you'll find that are on no other platform. So they're not active social users, they're just only on LinkedIn. So for example, I've connected with like attorneys and those types of people. And the only way I've, they would have found me was on LinkedIn. So you may as well put it up. And so LinkedIn Reels, are they available to everybody? There's no Reels, it's just in-feed video. So you're just so uploading ver- a vertical video in Vertical feed. video in-feed on LinkedIn. It's not gonna get promoted like it is on the other platforms, but it still does well. Gotcha, and then what are you experiencing with YouTube Shorts? You're repurposing the same videos. Yeah, so I, I think YouTube Shorts is the same thing. They're trying to promote those and get and, and catch up. For me, I haven't seen my YouTube Shorts blow up yet because I haven't been focused on it, but I know other creators in our groups and programs that we talk to, 
that are getting a ton of traction on YouTube Shorts with the same exact video. So um, I think you can, you know, definitely try different things. It seems like the raw podcast, like cut from long form, does better on YouTube than it does on Instagram. So there's little nuances to like each one. But if you don't want to go ahead and create like uh, directly for each platform, I would just start with one. Start with one. And so basically your system is you're planning and preparing all your videos, shooting them in batches. Correct. And then once you have them, you can distribute them across five different platforms. At that point, you don't really have anything to lose. You're playing on house money. If, if Instagram's working for you, the four other platforms are only possible more reach, more personal brand, more growth. Yeah. And then you can also do other types of content on those platforms. So for example, I like to create a short version of the video for Instagram and all these platforms, and then a longer version of, of that topic where you can go deeper and put that up on YouTube. So if you teach three tips for buying a home or investing in real estate or something, you've consolidated it down to a less than 60 second version. Uh, and are you staying under 60 seconds so that your platform universal? Because TikTok lets you go longer. Facebook might be shorter. Yeah. I think you have to get... So do you just stay under 60 seconds? Yeah, I do for sure because I've just noticed those perform better because we get more completions, easier to retain people. But if you plan out a vertical video that is under 60 seconds, that may turn into a YouTube video that expounds on the points? Correct. So you could just go deeper because you're not really giving much information. You're just giving really quick headlines. And then you could make an eight minute video of that for YouTube and it will do well. Now it may not go viral, but that doesn't matter at this point. So the final thing I want to land the plane on is by committing to creating content like this, what was your journey in terms of how this grew? You mentioned six months, like how much outputs, how much time in your week, you have a whole business to run. So what did you commit to and what was sort of just the nuances of that curve? If someone's listening to this uh, you know, you, you definitely can't guarantee the same results, but you could probably guarantee results. Like you start doing the work, you start putting out vertical videos, you you are thoughtful about the hook, the problem, the solution, but it's not going to be without work. Talk about the amount of time, work, kind of like, was it slow at the start, then it started to pick up um, in the journey of you doing this? Yeah, I think in the beginning people are, you know, I don't have time for content because they don't see that the content's actually going to save you time. So Every business owner or anybody in sales has a certain time they dedicate to prospecting. This replaced all the prospecting time for me because now it's more inbound. So in the beginning, I would uh, just have to juggle more. So you know, you just allocate the time. So I would just tell people to put it on their schedule. So I just make the time for writing as if it was an appointment, as if it was this podcast. It's on the calendar. You got to do it. And then the time to shoot. Now you have your scripts ready to go. You can just go into the lab and shoot. And I think if you do it in an efficient way, it doesn't have to take up so much time. And other thing is, is like most strategies, the reason why people quit is because they don't get any traction. So you go to the gym two weeks in, you're like, I'm not getting ripped. So I quit, you know, what's, what's the point? But like in this, this is one area where you could start to see traction in the first 30 days. And so when you start to see that and you start to get the traction, it becomes like, oh, I like this. I'm actually getting somewhere. Like somebody reached out to me or I'm building an audience and it's fast. And I think when this today's like ADD culture, getting some results going is probably the best way for you to get committed to the strategy. And now you're actively like wanting to put more of that time on the calendar because you're seeing the benefit sooner than you would have like a couple of years ago. It didn't even, there was no way to go viral on Instagram or you know TikTok, it wasn't there. So now that you have this opportunity, I think it's gonna incentivize you to do it more. And from the start, did you invest in other people helping you? 
Uh, no, I saw in the beginning, I would just shoot them. Then I would be spending two hours at night editing them. And it was just like, you know, if you're running a business now, it's getting, you just, it's not the highest and best if you use of your time. So eventually I started outsource the edit. So I think what would be a great framework for people to use is to find a place where you could shoot these videos, get your equipment dialed in. If you want to shoot with a phone, that's great. We have students in our groups that shoot with just cell phones. Just get the light and the audio dialed and get a good, you know, get a good setup going and then shoot those videos and upload them to an editor because you spending the time chopping them up, putting the title and the text and doing all this is like, you know, it's going to take you a lot of time and it might keep you from creating. That might be the bottleneck. So if I shoot 10 videos in a batch, give them to the editor. Now, a week later, I got a folder on Google Drive with 10 videos ready to post. Yeah. And I can just keep that going and not get bogged down in the edit. Because I've seen a lot of creators, they're like, I don't want to outsource the edit because I do it the best. And then it becomes a bottleneck because you're editing like one at a time or two at a time and you're not posting enough. If someone's listening to this and they're making fifty to $80,000 a year running their own business or working at another job trying to build out this side hustle, um, what would you say about investing in your business like this? So you're going to put in the sweat equity from sitting down, shooting, buying some accessories for their phone, buying a light kit. Now they're shooting the videos. How much is it going to cost for them to edit if they upload that? And what justification would you encourage that listener to... Uh, for why they should invest. Well, I think, you know, you've, you're in a certain position in life because you're playing a game which is uh, very linear. You know, you put in this amount of work and you get this amount of money. And what's cool about building a personal brand and putting out content, building an audience, is their upside is unlimited, right? So it, there's very few things you can invest in that have that type of upside. You know, you imagine putting money into like an early stage company. That's you in this case. You're the early stage stock and it doesn't cost you a dime in the beginning. It could just cost you the time, mm. maybe a little bit of money. But in that case, like now you have a return that's not symmetric to the amount you put in. So you put in an amount of time, your return could be massive. So when you start thinking in those terms, now you see like, hey, this, there's, there's opportunities coming for you that you don't even know yet. And I didn't know many of the opportunities I have today would come from just putting out content and building an audience. Like even just being here with you, right? The only reason that happened is because of putting out videos and you had to start somewhere. So I think in the beginning, people um, just don't really connect those dots. They want an instant ROI, but just know that there's some big things out there based on examples of other people who have come before you. If people want to connect with you, follow you online, check out what you're doing, where are you at? So the best place is on Instagram at Neil Home. Boom. Neil, thank you. Thank you. 